Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the new episode of Digitally Speaking. This is your host, Ali Sikander. We're back for the new season, and my first episode, episode number 12, is going to be with Omar, who's heading Cosette Solutions. Cosette is based out of Qatar and is a full fledged marketing agency. I'm going to let Omar talk about Cosette by itself. Omar, how are you doing? Hi, Ali. Assalamu alaikum. I'm very happy to be here. I've been following and hearing all your podcasts, and I'm very excited. To take into this conversation, Chala will be khafif, nice, and complex on thoughts. Before we talk about Qatar Solutions, tell us a bit about yourself. I'm going to take you a few years before. Okay. So I went to Aspire Academy and I did the discus throw for the national team for six years. I finished that and then I joined the Bachelor of Science of Information Systems at Carnegie Mellon. I did that for three years and a half. And I finished in 2014. Okay. Soon after that, I started working as a business development executive at Amwaj. Back then, it was the biggest catering company in the country. And I took care of generating a new business and a new partnership with Amwaj in the country. I did that for exactly 365 days. So exactly 365 365 days. So, days. so on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. It wasn't for me. It's like, like after the first, I would say, week, I knew it was working for me. And that is because I started my first startup while I was a student at Carnegie Mellon, which was Al Wakalat, the online automotive platform. I started that on my sophomore year, which is the second year. Okay, so just some pause over it. What kind of the, the Instagram account? What kind of? Yes, so you but. Guys, you, weren't you the one who was, reviewing, who was reviewing the cars and, you know. I'm still. You were still reviewing that's cars? Still, that's, still, that's still my 50% of my work here at Cassette. Okay. Is around, revolves around cars and automotive. And, and that's something that started as a passion and turned into a business. We started actually as a website back in 2013. We started the website, tested the idea. A friend of mine was looking for a car. I said, okay, what's your budget? She said, 100,000. What's in the market? And back then, there was absolutely no Qatar sale whatsoever, even, I think. Especially from a dealer perspective, a new car's perspective. So we spend around 15 hours just driving around dealers and looking at what cars are within the budget that suits the need of this person. We spend another 10 hours just driving the cars and driving around. So that was a pain, that was a waste of time and energy. And from there, Rokalat was born. And the name was uh, quite funny. So I came up with a concept where, okay, so now I want a platform that lets all the cars online from a dealer, so brand new cars only. And you can just search by, let's say, car type, SUV, or coupe, or sport with a specific budget. Okay. That was the idea. Okay. As simple as that. Right. What do I call it? I was at Sanaya, industrial area. Okay. And I had to service my car. So I could not find the parking, obviously. And I just happened to park on the side of the street by one of the walls. So I parked, turn off the car, and I look up, and there was a blue. Shara al Wakalat. I'm like, <laughs> bang, you know? What, what, what? Wait, hold on. This is Shara al Wakalat. There's all the dealers in here. The platform has all the dealers on it. So this becomes al Wakalat platform. So that's, that's how it is. Simple things. Yeah, it made, made sense. And, and we were lucky that. I could find the domain, which was alwakalat.com. I bought that. And then I bought alwakalat.qa, 
Okay. Bought them both from host.qa, which was the leading domain name provider. And then I bought host. Host.qa? So five years after I bought host.qa, actually, I, I took over host.qa. Okay. That's another story, but long story short, we launched the website. It was too early for the market. Yeah. They liked it. Marketing managers. What year was this again? 2013. 2013. I didn't graduate by, oh, by then. Okay. <laughs> Marketing managers liked it. It didn't click with them because the market was not mature enough that people would actually go on websites and look for new cars. Mm-hmm. And I was almost quitting. My wife, Dahlia, who I met at university, mm-hmm. comes and tells me, um, just hold on to the thought. Start with an Instagram account. It seems to be the trend. Mm-hmm. Jump on it and see how it goes. And then perhaps you can then uh, take your time in developing a website. And we took Instagram really seriously, okay. creating content. Yeah. And we got our first customer when I was at 1,600 Followers. Followers. Okay. Because that back then was like, wow. Everyone yeah, had like 50s yeah, yeah, yeah. and hundreds. And we were the only platform that actually did content about new cars or automotive industry in general. And who was the first customer? Mustafa Wee Automobiles. Okay. Which is the second Mercedes official distributor in the country. Okay. Right? So you had MBK. Yes. Which is a very great client of mine. Okay. But back then, they didn't look yeah. at us. Yeah. And Mustafa Wee wanted to leave a footprint. And the guy was amazing, Mr. Badr. I love this guy. I owe him so much. He, before, without his commitment for five years, month by month, paying every single invoice on time, just because he was really believing in the idea and the concept. And he wanted to do something new. And he saw also the potential of Instagram. And he didn't want to push his dealership directly. So he pushed it through Al-Wakalat where other dealers were not paying attention. We started selling cars. Okay. So people were actually going to the showroom and say, I saw this in Al-Wakalat and I buy it. It's like a 500,000 real, 600,000 real car. And he was shocked. The guy was like, this is actually working. The guy just kept committing to us because it was working for both. And like, I was a kid at university now making some money pretty much from, from university. I was, didn't actually had to do a lot of work no office. Yeah. I was just going to the dealer, creating some content there. And, and what kind of content would you use to create? Like a video, a review? Most most of the content were videos okay. and photos. So and you used to do this all by yourself? Yes. Okay, no so, cameraman? No, 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 nothing. It was just a phone. Okay. Wow. So it was just a phone where we took pictures of the dealer's cars. I found out that I'm a good writer. Today I was thinking, gosh, you know, one skill I, I just realized, I have, I have really, I mean, I'm, a good, I'm actually a good textual content writer. Nice. Because I do that a lot. Okay. You know, just like anyone on social media, just like you, I mean, I think I've wrote more than 100,000 posts nice. in my whole life. Wow. So imagine, like, if you go to the gym every day for 100,000 days, you just become the, you know, the superhero of, <laughs> of gym. And then Omar, that's a very interesting story. What happened afterwards? Is that when you started, you know, focusing on your studies and you had this idea of Cosette Solutions? Because as far as I remember, and I've been following you for a while, you started small, but you scaled it up. Uh, you started from uh, a very small office. Uh, that, that was your picture, I think, a few days back. Correct. Yes. Cosette was was born out of Al-Wakalat. Okay. And now Cosette owns Al-Wakalat. Oh, wow. Right. So, so Al-Wakalat is a mother company. Okay. Actually. But then Cosette became the actual company that owns Al-Wakalat and uses Al-Wakalat as an automotive marketing tool Uh for the automotive industry. Right. So I I finished university, went to work for one year. On my 326 days, I resigned because you had to give one month notice. And you could not move your sponsorship 
up until one year, right? Working for a senior government. You actually calculated 325. I swear, man. Because, 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 because part of it, I was making, I was making double my salary. Okay. From my startup. Oh, wow. And I only got that, I don't know if you want to keep this in the bus class or not, but I only started working in the Amwaj because I wanted to get married. Oh. So my dad and her dad wanted me to have a job. Oh, that was what? the condition. Right. Okay. But like in my startup working from home you in 2013, I was double okay. my income from that job. So okay. suddenly I had, when I started in Amwaj, I had somebody actually working for me, making the same salary that I was being paid at Amwaj. Right. Because whatever I took from Amwaj, I gave it to that person to do things that I could not do during the day. Uh-huh. So I was working from eight to five, burning okay. all my morning day okay. at Amwaj because I could not leave. Yeah. And then I took over from like five to eight. Nice. But the content you could make during the day is so much nicer than the night. Absolutely. Especially back then, the phones and cameras yeah. were not so yeah. great. So I had somebody who was doing that in the morning to, to capture images and I, I would write the content late. So after the MWAJ one year, I also met my partners through Al Wakalat. Mm-hmm. So everything I achieved, alhamdulillah, from God. Alhamdulillah. But then the tool, everything, it includes all my investments, all my companies, all my funds, all my partnerships, all my sports marketing agents, as I represent, is actually coming from that Instagram account. I worked with a guy called Abdullah. He was in charge of detailer. It's a car detailing company. Yep. Now, Abdullah calls me to come and check the shop because he's seeing the potential of the Alcalat account. He said, come, I do a detailing. And back then, I was getting a lot of calls from car polishing shop. Mm. And I didn't like the concept because I didn't, because I could not give a recommendation of a shop that I did not try. And to be honest, I could not afford to pay a thousand real to detail my car. Mm-hmm. Just a quick question, and I'm raising my hand literally in front of you. Do you think you were an influencer back then? You, had, you actually had an influence. I don't want to use the I word, which I think is misused these days, but you actually had an influence through Al Wakalat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was surprised. I've sold, I remember I've sold a BMW 650 coupe limited edition that was priced at 680,000 real. And I remember the guy sending me the picture. It's like, hi, I've just bought this car that you posted. They should give you a commission. Wow. He's, he's referring to BMW. I'm like, dude, congratulations. I don't do that. You know, I'm just doing it for fun. And actually, BMW was not paying me back then. I was just doing it to create various content nice. on the platform. Wow. And that's like a, just a simple sale of nothing. Uh, detailer did that. So a guy, in, he invited me. I went to try the shop and the shop was amazing. It's the best detailing shop. And I became the CEO of that shop three years later. Look at you. Okay. <laughs> so I did the shop. I took my car, did an amazing job. I loved it. Did some post. This shop was booked for a month in advance. Wow. From that, I mean, can you imagine? And how many followers did the local had then? At that stage, it was at around 4,000 followers. 4,000 followers and the whole shop is booked in advance. Yeah. For the a shop, month. Yeah, the shop was true. Because for people, there was no source of information to certain things. The only things that were there, like online forum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Qatar shares. Yes. You remember, yes. did you catch these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so it wasn't cool. Okay. Instagram is so much more intense, so much more rapid right. for them to get the information and call the guy, get an answer, get a number, commit to a booking. Nice. So that worked very nice. The guy loved it. He, he called me again. He said, okay, I want to commit six months paid advertising because the shop is full. And I want the next few months to be short because I have Ramadan and Eid and I want a peace of mind and my, my bookings to be there. And by this time you left Amwaj, correct? No, no, no. no. I'm still okay. in Amwaj. This is 2000. 
2015. 15, okay. Right, so I finished, I finished university at 14. Through 14 to 15, where I worked at Amwaj, I started Cosit in March 2016. Right, right, okay? right, okay. And then the guy just saw the potential at a 4,000 followers account. He said, you know, I don't want to teach you the... Basics of business and everything. Right, and let's go out. And you can then do the business with my shop manager because I don't want like I want I want this friendship I like you like the thinking and stuff and the guy was very cool Abdullah is, is a, one of my best friends and still my partner three months later he calls me like hi I'm meeting my friend my old friend from university Sheikh Ahmed come in and let's have coffee we have some ideas to talk about I'm like yeah okay cool so I go there I meet Sheikh Ahmed and Abdullah just like we're sitting right now in front of each other mm-hmm. and they said we like and work a lot we want you to quit your job and do this full time and we will invest in it Oh. Like guys, whoa, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I believe in it that much as an Instagram account to quit yeah. my job. And I don't know about my dad and my father-in-law and stuff. You know, I make good money from it, but like, what did you do? I'm like, give me, give me two days. I was married by then. Oh, okay, okay. I went to my back to my wife, and she said, just, just do it. The guys are amazing, and they are, uh, they have a good reputation in the, the country, and they are pretty straightforward. And they, they gave me full authority. I said, I went back to them. I said, listen, guys, I don't want the financial investment. I don't have plans if it's going to be for Instagram of Al-Wakalat. Mm-hmm. However, I think we should start something called a marketing agency. Like, what's this? So both of them come from a military background. Okay. Okay. And the guys were tech savvy. They used marketing as advertising as we know it, but they just wanted to try new things. And, and they... They believed in the concept of digital marketing back then, which is okay. which was to them Facebook and Instagram only. Okay. I said, okay, and we're gonna all put the same amount of money. I said, I'm gonna put the exact same amount of money with you guys, and we're gonna split 33, 33, 34 to the sheikh because he put a little bit more to own that. And this is how it was born. Wow. A month later, I quit, and because it was born with only me in a 17, 21 square meter office. And Shemukhtabs. Wow. Shemukhtabs. What a story. Why Cosette Solution? Why Cosette? Why, oh. What does it stand for? <laughs> so It's a very unusual name. You have to give it that. <laughs> yes. Why? Because me, Sheikh Ahmed, and Abdullah, I wrote a list of 12 names. Mm-hmm. And when the Mandoop was going to the ministry, it was not available. Not available. Not available. Not. So I did, back then, I what did What was the name that you were trying to go for? We had so many. I can't remember. It was a crazy names. <laughs> M-O-B. And then A-O-A. Because like Abdullah, Omar, and Ahmed. Oh, okay. And stuff like that. Okay. Uh, elite. Stuff like normal stuff. And I didn't like it, but I didn't like This is the same. I didn't mind back okay. then. Like, okay, I just wanted the company to start. And I didn't believe the PR. Okay. Because it was my first company. It's fine. So I... I didn't believe that it was not available. Like, oh, okay. like all these names are not available. There's 12 names in there. So I went to the PRO and it was actually not there. So I called them. I said, guys, there's no names and I'm sick of this and I'm just going to call it Cassette. And they said, what? What? It's like, Cassette. What does it mean? I'll tell you later. Like, okay, okay. We trust you. Just do it. So I did it. So the Cassette name comes from Les Miserables, right? So I liked it. I read it. I liked it. I watched the movie. I liked it. I liked the main character, which was the lady called Cassette. And I wanted to name my daughter. Oh. 
perfect. But my wife, she, <laughs> she didn't let me. Okay. So I could not name my first daughter Cosette. So you, <laughs> so you went and named the I actually went and named my first actual daughter Cosette because the company was born before my actual daughter. Wow. So that's where it comes from. And Cosette is a French flower. It's actually oh. called Cosette, which has a pink color. If you saw our new yeah. logo, it has yeah, a yeah. pink. That's the color of the, of the actual flower. Right. It also means the small, little, beautiful things. So before we rebranded, our logo had small circles mm-hmm. around it. Also, like small little beautiful things, it also meant the strength of the people. Like, people when they come together, they become stronger. So, all these meanings were also part of the naming of Cosette. Nice, and that's where the name born. And I didn't want something usual, I didn't want something used. I wanted a deeper meaning. I connected with the, with the novel and I connected with the movie and the name. Wow, it's a full circle. It's a frozen. And it just worked out because no one would actually name a company. No, no I, I actually, in my honest, like actually went and Googled Cosette and I, I wasn't able to find a very precise answer. Yes, there were articles and everything, but it's not a, a very usual name that you would name an, an agency and all that. But it makes total sense. What do you guys do at Cosette? Tell us more about it. So with the pandemic, we have actually really expanded a lot. The pandemic served us really well. Mm-hmm. We were able to expand into new verticals and new market. Mm-hmm. But we started with a digital marketing, as a, as a digital marketing agency. Mm-hmm. We were doing a lot of digital marketing, media buying, social media content creation, social media management. And we did a lot of, early on in 2016, we did a lot of influencers creation gotcha. and management. Okay. So when you say influencer creation, what is that? So we saw talented people who were starting to put some content on social, whether okay. it was Snapchat back then or Instagram. Right. And we took them in and we said, okay, we know social media. Uh-huh. We're going to help you grow. Okay. You get into a contract with us. Right. And we start actually getting you advertising and we uh-huh. split the money that's coming into your account. Nice. So it become a third-party marketing tool to our existing customers and new customers. Right. So we had people who started with us at 1,000 followers late one year, eight months later. This is 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. They were at 33, 35,000 followers. This is in 2017, May. That's incredible. These people were making 14 to 15,000 real a month from home, from the assets we were bringing them. Wow. Right? So they, they were living the dream. Uh, but then the influencer became like the term that we can discuss yeah. later on, or I think you discussed with Khalifa yeah. slightly on that. So, so, but that's one of the main products we actually started doing, creation and management. Nice. Uh, because that was also an, an influencer in a sense, yes. right? Yes. So I could see the needs and yes. what to expect from that yes. perspective of the conversation yeah. and then as an agency. And back then there were not many marketing or digital marketing agencies who would actually manage influencers. So we had also people just coming in who are already big mm-hmm. and wanted to grow their sales or reputation or brand. Talabat is whom you're taking care of, Talabat Qatar. Talabat was an interesting client that came in one of the events that we did in Qatar, Vabga. Uh-huh. We did the drive through festival in Qatar. Nice. So to go back a little bit, at Kaseh we do now business consultation, business management, business creation, and strategy. And then we do marketing in all its terms and offline, online, above the line, everything, full-fledged marketing. Mm-hmm. We are a team of 25 people in the agency, in-house, in here. Full-fledged? Full-fledged. Right. They are here every day. Okay. So marketing, and then we do creative solutions. So branding, websites, which is between creative and, and tech solutions. So websites, mobile apps. And we also do events. But in events, we do our own events, which is our own investment. Like you don't, we don't do 
clients even in mm. the sense of you give me a, a shop opening mm. or a product launch event. We don't do that. Like Burger Festival is yours. Right. So Burger Festival, car market, drive through festival in Qatar. Nice. We have done all that festivals from our, our own investment, our own concept from A to Z, execution, production, marketing, sales, everything is done in-house. That's incredible. And then in 2019, we officially launched our sports marketing division, which takes takes care of sports athletes, their brand creation, brand building, and also commercial representation to get partners and sponsors. Nice. In our uh, flagship athlete, Martin Persia, um, my great friends, brother, supporter, he helped me a lot uh, just by trusting in me, mm. trusting the agency. He could work with any agency in the world. Of course. The guy is super famous on a global level, and he chose to work with me and Cassette, which is a... We started actually unofficially, started in 2017 with him. Mm -hmm. We went to full-fledged contract in 2019. And he chose Cassette. He said, I like you. I trust you. I want to give you a chance. I have all these offers. And I've actually seen some really big agencies in there that were putting offers to him. He said, I want to work with you. You understand me and the culture and the business and this tribes. And we have some big milestones, which was recently added Uridu as one of the biggest contracts wow. we have signed for Motez. So we have signed Oakley. Oakley for Motez, I know a bit on Motez side, but this is an achievement that I'm really proud of. So Motez has the biggest Oakley contract in the world in history of Oakley. Get out of here. Yeah. Are you serious? As an individual athlete. Wow. Yeah. And That's amazing. Have you seen that? If you have seen him in the Olympic Games, he jumped with one yeah. of the clubs, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So after that day, next day, it was sold out worldwide. Wow. Yeah. He launched one of their uh, new... Was he wearing those glasses <laughs> for the first time? Yes. Well, he was the only one who wore glasses. No, no, no. No, but he did not compete on the first day of the Olympics. He was like on the fifth or sixth day of the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And the sales were just normal. After that day, because he broke one of them, jumping. Yes. He had two. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And yeah. if you go online, people are talking about what glasses Martez was wearing. What glasses is that? There's some fashion and lifestyle magazines and websites talking about the glasses only. Wow. Next day, Oakley was sold out. That that specific model was sold out. So yeah, so we do sports marketing recently. We do a lot of consultation. We are very heavy in consultation and, and partnership and commercial representation. Okay. So that's that's what we do. We can talk about these or if you want to drive the conversation somehow. Else. So where is Wakalat in this conversation now? Now I'm seeing a lot of weight going towards cassette and everything else. So right. is Wakalat still like on autopilot right now taking care of itself or are you still like Hands-on deck in Wakalat. No, no, of course. I'm hands-on deck on Wakalat. Okay. Recently, Hassan, my brother, has been in charge of Al-Wakalat. Some of the content that has been created by by us, uh, just because I've been really busy with the sports marketing aspect, but Hassan has been helping me with the last mm, five months on, on Al-Wakalat. But Al-Wakalat is now listed as a marketing tool for the automotive industry. It's provided by Cosette. Does it have its own CR and stuff? Yes. But again, the team that works on Cosette clients is different than the team that works on Al-Wakalat client. Aha. Uh -huh. But there's key people that intercourse, you call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like me and Hassan. Okay. Yeah, so, so that's what Al-Wakalat is. Al-Wakalat is a website now. We work pretty much with every single dealer from Rolls-Royce all the way to cheapest brands in, in Qatar that sells at 30, 30,000 per car. Even bikes. 
Nice, nice. Where do you see Kazette from now in the next five years or ten years? In our board meeting that was in early March, because that's when we completed our seven years. Okay. Right, so 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. We decided to go international. And we put the roadmap to open another office in the Middle East, mm-hmm. an office in Europe, mm-hmm. and an office either in the U.S. or in Australia. And part of this is into our expansion plan to really go international. Part of it for me to travel more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and with an excuse on the company's budget, but also to get that international flavors more. So yeah. Cosette, now, the positioning of the sweet spot that we have put in is it's too big to be a local marketing firm. Mm-hmm. And it's not an international agency like the big names that charge a huge amount of money mm-hmm. has their A-level team back in the UK or yeah. in Canada or in the US yeah. or in Dubai. Yeah. And they have like a B-level team in the ground uh-huh. but charge you for the A-level team. Right. So, and But also some of it sometimes is irrelevant to the culture and so on and don't have hands-on ground. So what we're trying to do is is actually have a mix of both. Okay. Where we have a people who have understand the culture. So we have people from the US, we have people from Australia, we have people from Canada, and then a mix of Middle East. In the minimum, they have been here for five years. We have people from the US and Canada who have been here for 12 years. And they really observe the culture, understand mm. what is a ghatra and how it's worn, mm. and what is a igal. It's not mm. a one piece, it comes mm. differently. And how to wear it as a Qatari, different than Kuwait or Syria. But also, we don't charge that premium uh-huh. international agents. But we are also not as cheap as the small local agencies that might sometimes have limited resources. We are, we are in the middle, which is an advantage and disadvantage. Because mm-hmm. when you are compared to a local agency, you are expensive. Right. And when you are compared to an international agency, you sometimes cannot charge the premium number because you are a local. Yeah. You're not Canadian or yeah. you're not American. Okay. And we have lost contracts just because of that. Oh, wow. Well, because you don't have offices in those countries. Um, While the work was actually on ground. Well, that's that's it. We can have a, another conversation, I guess, uh, off mic about this. But uh, talk about yourself a little bit. You graduated from Education City, Carnegie Mellon University. What did you graduate in business? I did the uh, information systems. Okay. Okay. And do you think that, ins- that helped you? choose your track into wherever you are right now or yes uh, I did a course called startup and entrepreneurship with Dr. Maher Hakim who changed my life Dr. Maher Hakim right what a, what a legend so so he started calling me as a professor I took his course and that course changed my life wow yeah I did that course that was fall 2013 wow in January he opened a University trip to San Francisco. And we were, I think, 20 students or 16. And he took us to a trip of a lifetime. Which university did you end up going? No, no, no. We went from here to San Francisco okay. to visit companies and startups. So the he Silicon, took you to the Silicon Valley? In the Silicon Valley. Okay. And that was for a guy, like I was born here. My dad was born here in Qatar, right? Yeah. Like a Britain borough and lived here and lived in yeah. Masjid. I grew up there. Yeah, yeah. And in Karak and Chabati. So to go and see that world. It's completely different. It's a different world. I'm like, wow. We went to Twitter, we went to YouTube, we went to Google, wow. we went to Facebook. Which and one was the most impressive? 
I really loved the Twitter because okay. we really got into deep and that was a Twitter prime 2013, oh, okay. 2014 okay. so we're killing it they had massive buildings the offices was out of this the world vibes, the team the, people, the guy and the, the CEO like, we could see this ah, but, the, but the most intense when we were there Facebook just acquired Instagram WhatsApp oh WhatsApp okay for 19 billion dollars which yeah. was the biggest acquisition back yes. then yes and I was a 19, 20 years old kid sitting across the table from the WhatsApp owner who just made like $19 billion. Million dollars. I don't want, I don't know if you want this on record or not, <laughs> but I was, those conversations and this chats and stuff, I looked at him, he's like, hi, Mr. I can't remember his name now. You love this. What did you sell? And he looked at me and, I, and after I asked the question, like how, what a stupid question to ask. He looks at me, he says, kid, it's $19 billion. He said, I am making $4.5 billion. Of course I will sell. And I am on the payroll for two years. And I'm thinking like, the guy really enjoyed what he was doing for complete, I think he learned it for a few years, but then existed and still worked at his own firm, being paid by Mark Zuckerberg the amount that he wanted for another two years. And he would actually change the world or he could actually improve a human life. Wow. So, and that was the core of information systems as we studied in Carnegie Mellon is information systems looks at how you can utilize information, technology, to improve people's lives. You can do it commercially. Mm. You can do it as a chart. But mm. that's the core learning of mm. information systems. And in WhatsApp, that was what it is. And part of Al-Wakalat is that, right? I'm improving your life by having giving you options of cars without actually having to drive around for 15 hours. Mm. Just look at your cars. You want an SUV for your family. Here's the price. This is your budget. Here's the offers on it. Click for button. You have your options. Down to three or down to one. Okay. So part of it is there. So that's, that's, a, that's a term that actually changed my life. Being in Twitter, being in YouTube, being in Google, being on Facebook. Facebook was a city. We had a full day at Facebook because we just so much to see there's so much to learn. And you can see like top level CEOs and directors are literally between Like the, guy, the tour guide is like, oh, this is our CEO or, or this is our CTO. Wow. And the guy like... He's, he's normal. He's there. He's just there. You know, he's there with other people and he was like literally like, yeah. like one of them. And that really got into me. And this is part of what Cosette is about. Yeah. The open environment, the one level. The modesty. Uh, yeah, yeah, where I go and see the designers. And, see the, and trying, I'm, I tried so hard to bring that ecosystem into the country. Yeah. Or into my own company, yeah. at least. Because I enjoyed it when I was there. Yeah. And I know it's good. It's good for me as a, a CEO of the company. It's good for me as a co-founder of the company. And it's good for the team that's working with me. And I have to say that I love your offices. The, the vibe over here, the graffiti outside, the, the artwork inside and everything. And I'm definitely going to put a Google map location for people yeah. in case if they're dropping by in Qatar. If they're in Qatar or if they're visiting Qatar to drop by office and check out the vibes. I did see a hint of like Los Angeles, Venice Beach, California. at some parts, but yeah, I get where this inspiration is coming from right now. Omar, if, you know, if you were to pass on a message, and this is what I ask everyone in my podcast is, if there's one message that you would pass to, you know, the, the emerging entrepreneurs, people or kids who are just graduating and getting into their, like, they want to find their center, they want to find what they want to do, job, startup, you know, investing in business, whatever. What is that one piece of advice that you would give them? The easy answer is networking. It's something that no matter what I emphasize on, 
it will highlight how important it is and how much it helped me. It's networking. And in Arabic terms or in the cultural, business cultural terms, growing your wasta, mm. right? It can become so big that you become the wasta. Wow. Right? And that's something I really, I actually invested money into creating networks. That actually pays off where you had to pay bills of people without them knowing until they actually ask. Or I had to actually go and deliver items to people. Mm. I had a customer who called me at 2 a.m. Okay, I'm not going to name it. And he said, do you have a car seat? Kids car seat? 2 a.m. in the morning. I wake up, I was sleeping. And I said, uh, yeah. He said, I'm coming to, to pick it up. I said, where are you? He said, I just arrived at the airport. And like, I, I live in Al-Wab. I was like, no, you know what? I'm just going to fetch it for you. He said, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, sure. And my wife was like, where are you going? At 2 a.m. I'm like, I'm, I'm giving this our car seat. Why a car seat? Because he thought that Wakarat also sells. No, 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 no. Because he knew Omar had solutions to everything. Uh-huh. Or Omar was a source he could depend on. There was a solution provider or helper. Yeah, yeah. And he, because I always picked up the phone uh-huh. for all my clients at any time. Oh, okay. right. Okay. Guys called me, I pick up. Okay. I, 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 because that's part of the early startup life. You yeah. beg for every single call yes. to be, you know, that caterer of, of needs. Yeah. So he said to call me because he was stuck. I was like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to, so I was like, you crazy? What are you doing? You're giving a kid's car seat? Like, yeah. So I, I take that car seat, drive all the way to the airport, give it to the guy. Where did you get the car seat from? It's mine. It's yours? It's mine. And what, this car seat was like 3,000 real car seat, like a proper shit. You gave it to him? I gave it to him into, into his car. He gave it back like three. He just wanted to use it then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But the, the connection we had, or the business connection we had, what I helped him was something that even if I said no, Well, I did not even pick up the phone back then. It wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, but now, if he needs business needs, where is his, what is his first call? Omar. Omar. Nice. Not because I helped him there, because he knows I'm going to deliver it, because more, something more, I delivered something more silly that I didn't have to, that I was not needed for, or was not necessarily for me to deliver. So what about if he's giving me a job? He knows I'm going to make sure it's going to be done properly. Because I want to get paid. Do you think people actually do that on purpose to test people's like temperament, to test people's... I, 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 don't, I don't know. I think it was Janun from him. The guy was yeah. stuck. His wife will not move. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Some people might have tested like other people to see how, you know, they will react if I ask them for it. So if I'd call you and I was like, come on, I need you on my 3 a.m. I want to see your reaction. So, yeah, but that's uh, so, networking, you're so, saying. Yeah, so, so, so networking, really, really networking has been uh, the seed to many of my partnerships, uh, investments, uh, and I would call a bit of my good stories to tell, let's nice. say. I don't want to say success, I'm still very early in the road. So a lot of our of my good stories to tell are based of networking, and a lot of opportunities are created from those people in your network. And there's a lot of ways to network now as a university student, but you don't have to actually get out of there. You can invest into your LinkedIn account or your Instagram account and you start networking online. LinkedIn now, more than ever, is booming. Yeah. I've seen people move jobs just by their LinkedIn yeah. account, man. That's true. And, and if you're a university student and, and you like cooking or you like tech or you like mobile phone or cameras, just start 
Creating content. Creating content yeah. and documenting. Yeah. What are you doing with that? Yeah. On a professional st- sense, right? Yes. You can do it on your Instagram for fun, for yeah. yourself. But if you want to build a network yeah. in a career or in a business or in a startup that you want to start in that passion that you yeah. have, start putting content on LinkedIn about that. And that community is going to start to position you as part of it, even if you are just a student. And that's part of what I did as a university. But I did on, on Instagram because cars did not fit in LinkedIn mm-hmm. right? back then. But from a startup perspective, I also did a lot of documentation of my automotive startup on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. Yeah. Wow. So, listeners, two things, LinkedIn and networking. These are the two outcomes of Omar's suggestions to all the listeners. Omar, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It mm-hmm. was such a nice conversation that we had. I got to know so many things that I didn't know about because that... But now I do. And I hope everyone else does as well. Thank you so much, Omar. Thank you, Ali. I wish you good luck. I'm very happy to be here. I hope it wasn't long. I really enjoyed it. And there's a lot for you in this. Keep doing it, man. Okay. Thank you very much, Omar. Thank Thank you. you. Pleasure.